0: Financial professionals, and this podcast is designed for entertainment purposes only. We are regular folks who do research and present opinions to an audience in a fun way. Our opinions should not be construed with the views of any organizations we may be affiliated with. This podcast does not represent the thoughts, intentions, plans, strategies of our employers, it only represents the opinions of the authors. If you need specific guidance on your own financial situation, please consult a financial fiduciary professional. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcasts with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started now.
1: Jerry, how you doing? Happy Sunday. Hey,
0: Greg, how are you? Happy hey. Sunday.
1: <laughs> well, welcome everybody. This is our second uh, Money Vikings podcast. This is this is like uh I can't I can't believe we even did one. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any um like uh Viking metaphors to uh to launch uh <laughs> during this one? Like we've got our like we're suited up in our like Viking armor with our Viking shields um ready to take on this uh wild market.
0: Yeah, let's go with that one. Okay. <laughs> hey, that was like totally out of the blue, just came up with it. So. <laughs> Thank you, because I did not have one, so I'll <laughs> use that
1: yeah for those of you wondering i yeah we we don't sit here with, with like um with like helmets on and stuff but, <laughs> but uh but it is a good it is a good it is kind of a good metaphor when you think about it for like when you're trying to build wealth and uh deal with the market and deal with your own personal budget right you gotta like kind of be a warrior you do you do. I mean there's there's a lot of forces out there. <laughs> Speaking of, speaking of forces, I I, can I can I do a little uh, cheerleading moment for America? Sure. Will you indulge me? Okay, so speaking of forces, uh, COVID-19 is uh, a pandemic is a popular one. So I guess I just wanted to say that we can do this, America. And I mean that because (laughs) (laughs) it sounds crazy. But, you know, I'm keeping up on this thing. Right. And, okay. this, you know, the scientists, um, Jerry and I do a lot of investing and we look at pharmaceutical companies and we're looking at, you know, all the virus companies or the uh, vaccine companies. And they are working day and night on therapies and they're getting data and we're using artificial intelligence and we're using all these new tools that humanity has to tackle this humongous problem. But in the meantime, we just have to wear masks and social distance so we can give the scientists some time. So um, so I just want to say we can do this. Be safe out there, everybody. Um, our economy, our country, our health depends on it. And uh, we're going to be fine. We're going to be fine. Do you, do you feel that way, Jerry?
0: Yeah, no, I do. I think we just do need some time. It's, it's a little bit uh, concerning because nobody knows how much time we need. Uh, that's probably the scariest part, but, uh, no, generally I think that, uh, yeah, we all, uh, need to wear masks and social distance and hopefully this thing will, uh, will, will emerge stronger in the end.
1: That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Um, and that, and that's part of what we were going to talk about today. We're going to talk about some of the things that we thought were, uh, changing from a investment perspective, uh, and have changed, um, uh, but I guess I'll we'll start out with how, how was your
0: week? You had my up? week was uh, pretty good. Yeah, I, uh, I did a lot of trading, was on vacation, so I had a little more time to, to follow the market, some of the details. And uh, yeah, overall, I ended up uh, profitable. Hopefully it continues that way. But yeah, I, I did a lot of uh, earnings trades, which are one of my favorite trades. Uh, and then next week, I plan on doing more of the same. That's awesome. Yeah. And so
1: as I mentioned during the last show, Jerry does a lot of options trades. And again, the big, uh, you know, you can speak better to this than I can. But the big benefit of that is that, um, you know, you don't you you don't just have to make money during an up market or when a stock's going up. You can decide if it's going to be neutral. You can decide if it might go down or go up um, and you can uh, sort of, uh, um, you know, buy insurance that way. And, uh, you can play the market different ways to make money. Um, I don't know if that's a good description or not, but
0: that's, it is, I mean, the way that I've thought about it and heard about it described is, uh, you have to come up with an assumption, uh, before you make any trade. And do you have a, a bullish assumption, a bearish assumption or a neutral assumption? And, you know, even if you don't have an assumption, you can pick one and, and, uh, you know, take your, uh. You'll make your bet. But uh, the thing I like about these earnings trades is that I'm generally neutral on them, as I was saying last week. And uh, I know within a 65 to 80% probability, uh, I usually like to take trades that are 80% probability and higher. Uh, but those are not always, those, those, are, those aren't always the most lucrative trades because of the high probability. But anyways, ahead of ahead of the trade, I'll know what the probability of uh, success is or the probability of making 50% of my target profit. And uh, so, you know, when uh, Twitter reported this week, I didn't care if it went up or down uh, as long as it stayed within the uh, standard deviation, if you will. The one standard deviation is generally what I'm looking at. Intel broke that and went uh, way lower than anyone thought after they reported earnings last week. I saw that. And now uh, I'm either, yeah, my, uh, my put is much lower than the current stock price by about five bucks. So I'll either have to decide uh, by this Friday, do I roll that put forward from August to September or do I hang on to it until the end in hopes that uh, Intel bounces back up? Maybe a lot of people want to pick it up now that it's cheap or do I let it get assigned and I, I take ownership of it for uh below market price, but uh, maybe it becomes a long-term buy and hold. So options give you options. As they Op- say.
1: Options give you options. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so, but you know, I, that you, you hit on something that always um, really, um, resonated with me in terms of the options. And that was when you would describe how a lot of it's about the probabilities and you choose to do the ones with a higher probability of success and a little less reward, as you said, Correct. but a reward, right? A reward nonetheless. And, yeah. you know, probability is a key thing because I think we can all relate to that in our lives because every day we make, whether we're conscious of it or not, we're making uh, decisions based on pro. I mean, people, when they, now a little more complicated than the era of covid but probabilities are even more applicable but you know when you get on a plane it's generally a very safe way to travel um you know because you would think probabilities you know one out of you know five million flights you know have a problem right mm-hmm. so you have a very good probability of safely arriving at your destination um and so uh that, all, that always resonated with me because I'm a I'm a big like I love that whole concept of probabilities and thinking about the chances of this or the risk of that. Right. The, um, the
0: one that's been on my mind a lot this week, it's kind of silly, but uh, I have to say this. The uh, the um, walking down the street, do you ever play a sidewalk chicken with someone like who's going to. Oh, sure. The sun, get in the the,
1: s- you're talking specifically in the era of covid.
0: In the era of COVID, yeah, you're know, walking towards someone, <laughs> and you see like who's gonna who's gonna walk onto the street first? Is it gonna be you or the other <laughs> dude coming at you? Right, you get closer and closer. I I usually take the high road or the uh, no and move out of the way for them and move out of the way. But then the probability comes into my head, and I start thinking, is it higher probability I'm gonna get hit by a car? <laughs> Or higher probability I will catch a whiff of the person walking past me's potential COVID uh, <laughs> infection if they have it. What's the probability <laughs> of that? And then if they have it and then they give it to me just by me, uh, you know, walking past them on the sidewalk versus getting hit by a car. I mean, what do you think is higher pri- probability?
1: Oh, I, I, I know the higher probability. It's getting hit by a car.
0: That's higher probability, you think? I,
1: I, I absolutely believe that. <laughs> I've read because yeah. you're not going to get, you know, the, the COVID spike. Um, you know, a lot of it is about, you know, these, the the bars filled up and people are in these enclosed spaces for a Mm -hmm. long time. Um, you know, it's, it's these enclosed environments where people are talking a lot, right. And spraying their, our microscopic droplets all over the place. Yeah. Um, that's where it's getting spread around. And then it's, then from there, it's being taken back home, you know, to people's homes. So yeah, walking down the street and walking by somebody, um, you know, I guess it's not zero, but from what I've read, I'm not a scientist, I'm not a doctor, so I gotta do little asterisk right now, people. So don't take what I'm saying as Dr. Greg. I'm not a doctor, but from what I've read, <laughs> uh yeah, you'd have a better a chance of getting hit by the car, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's um, what we do every day. We we take we walk on the street, you know. You know, not to go off on too much of a tangent, but <laughs>
1: actually I have I have a similar story for you that's very strange. I went to pick up um Uh, And it has to do with probability of getting back car. I went to pick up some tacos this weekend at one of our favorite taco shops nearby. And um, this is a crazy story. I was waiting outside, of course, with my mask on because I didn't want to be near sort of the front of the establishment. And they were going to bring the bag of tacos out to me and hand it to me because I was doing the social distancing. I was out on the sidewalk area. There was this gentleman that walked up with a big dog, uh, actually a pit bull, big, big, big dog. He's going into the store next door. He ties his dog to a metal chair and walks into the store. The dog flips out like when the owner leaves and the dog runs forward, dragging a huge metal. Yeah, seriously. The dog starts running at me uh, with a huge metal chair tied to it. And it was freaking out. And it was one of those moments where it was like slow motion in my mind. And I'm like, what do I do? I'm usually pretty good with dogs. Like I can kind of, you know, um, but I was like, I was like, this one has a metal chair tied to it. <laughs> and I literally jumped into the road. And one of my calculations was, is it better to get like, deal with this dog or kind of avoid a car? So <laughs> we both had, you know, um, <laughs> is this a show about investing or pro- I don't know. Probabil- it? Well,
0: it's all oh, related. related. Probability. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Why well, love options? I mean, you. It's all about the problem. Um, when you buy a stock, it's fifty-fifty. You 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 think it's you. When you buy a stock, you expect it to go up, but there's only a fifty percent chance of that. Yeah, you're right. And you have so many more options with it, um, options.
1: And for our audience members that don't do the options, that's a good segue, Jarif, if you don't mind. I, I've been reading a lot this week about, um, you know, options is a is more of an active approach, right, to investing and trading, as we as we know um i was reading about the opposite this week and i was did some interesting research and was reading about three fund portfolios and this is basically a very simple approach for people that don't want to do the options thing and they basically want to pick you know three mutual funds or three exchange traded funds and just basically dollar cost average which means put a set amount into them you know every two weeks or every month and just basically let it ride for you know, until they retire, you know, let it ride for 30 years. And so, um, I don't know, I was kind of checking that out this week. And I mean, you and I, to be fair to the audience, we kind of do both, right? I mean, you you don't options trade with all your money, you do that with some of it. But I mean, I, in a way, I, with most of my investments, I probably do like a three or four fund approach. Mm -hmm. Um,
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's something nice and simple, and you don't have to worry. It's It's very passive. Hopefully it appreciates and gives you dividends and income. Um, But what uh, what three funds were you thinking would would be good for most people?
1: Well, you know, that's a good question. I so I was thinking about that. And one of the main things I was thinking about back to the whole, you know, what happened with the covid and, and the economy lately is that you really do need to be diversified right into different sectors. And we talk about this, you know. I mean, think about if you had a if you had a uh portfolio that was like really heavy into real estate, uh commercial real estate, let's say, um, that's not looking too good right now.
0: You no, know? no, I uh I I was in the <laughs> O I was in O Realty Income, right? Is that what mm-hmm. it's called? Yeah. And I was for a while I was doing uh cash secured puts on those over and over and over again. But right and, and I did another uh strangle on um Simon Property Group. And I just got a little nervous and thought maybe I don't want to be so into real estate right now. But that's just me. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Maybe I'll change my mind. I, again, I was going uh, fairly neutral on both, but I'm afraid it's going down. And so maybe that's the way to play it, but I'm not sure. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm.
0: And and I hear you.
1: And sometimes people say, I've, I've seen uh, talk right now on some of the different you know, uh, investment things we read, and and you know some folks are saying this is the time to load up, right? This is when everybody's mm-hmm. scared, so this is the time to buy some store and buy some O because. Yeah, everybody's freaked out right now. Very we well could be. be.
0: Right? Yeah. You know, and this. Do the opposite of, of what I do. Maybe you'll be rich. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. So
1: people would be wise to listen to you. But, <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, that is a strategy some people do where it's, I mean, it's like the Warren Buffett thing, right? He says, be, uh, what is it? Be, be fearful when everyone is greedy and be mm-hmm. greedy when everyone's fearful. So right now, everybody's very fearful of certain real estate uh, REITs, right? So
0: mm-hmm.
1: maybe it's the time to load up. And, you know, I, I mean, I've never done a great job at that with, like, any individual stocks. I mean, I would definitely say that, um, you know, we've probably done a good job of that, like, in terms of, you know, after the Great Recession, you and I kept dollar-cost averaging, right, mm-hmm. into mm-hmm. different funds, and that, in a way, was continuing to buy the market at discount, Yes, um, you know, so... Uh, so that's pretty cool, but, uh, I don't know what, so what, I don't know. What else, uh, did you learn anything else this week that, uh, you wanted to mention or,
0: well, on your fun things, um, you know, in our, uh, our notes that we passed back and forth before the show that mainly you write, uh, <laughs> and I read, you did have one fund there that I am dollar cost averaging in actually it's uh, I love this fund cause it's got the word dad in it. It's a V- <laughs> d-a-d-x vanguard dividend appreciation fund is that is that it that is it man the v yes so i have a uh, health savings account through work and they let you put um money in it every single uh every two weeks because i get paid so i I, uh, I moved a bunch in a few weeks ago and i will continue to do so and that's in my um hsa so If I need the money, I can quickly sell and uh, move it back into the deposit account or the the checking VHSA. But that's nice because that appreciates all tax-free. So are you saying you put that into VDADX? Yeah.
1: Ah, that's so That's crazy. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that one, you know, to me, that one, it's like... So when I when I you probably do this, but like when I research um, different funds, you know, I'm always looking at the largest holdings. Right. That's a that's Mm -hmm. a normal thing to do. And so, yeah, that one in particular. um, Yeah. And by the way, audience, no one's we're not getting money from Vanguard for this. So just so everybody knows. um, But uh, yeah, that one's got Microsoft. It's got Walmart. It's got Johnson and Johnson. It's got Procter and Gamble, United Health, Home Depot. I mean, look, look at these companies. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Those companies have rocked out.
0: <laughs> no, definitely, so. and it and I believe this one is interesting because the 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 manager of the fund looks for companies that not only pay dividends but are look are are sort of in a position to grow over time. The dividends that they do pay, mm. so that's kind of neat.
1: That is cool. Yeah. So you know, there there's ways. You know, I think it goes to just show you there's ways, and that's I think. That's so people know that's like a lot of why, you know, Jerry and I do this podcast and the blog. It's really about from, you know, it's about learning and demystifying investing. Because I, I think in America, we we just in the U.S., there's just very little financial education that people get. And and then in addition to that, I think there's a lot of confusion out there. And, you know, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, so I don't know if it's confusion by design, you know, like make it confusing so that you have to pay people a lot of money to figure it out for you. But, um, you know, there's just a lot of confusing information. And so uh, we like to find ways to simplify um, investing and, and growing wealth. And I I think there's a way to do that. I mean, I, I do think people have to be, Continually educating themselves, but that's true with life, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you know, unless you're continually educating and learning and reading, I mean, we're kind of then stagnating because the world is dynamic. So it is, yeah. All I right, so that's good. look, cute look, look cute at one. me, like so, so philosophical. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: the 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 other thing I'm learning this week is um, to be a little in in. in uh, I've been doing futures a lot more and i've been exploring the um well the uh the small exchange launched on uh june 1st and so i've been enjoying uh playing in that because the the leverage is really good and the risk is very small everything moves a penny is a dollar so um and you get you get a lot of leverage i think it's 115 dollars to control maybe no no for the small exchange 75 you get uh $500 Five hundred dollars of uh, of margin that you will, will let you trade uh, four or five thousand uh, dollar notional value of futures. So that's pretty cool. If you were going to try and do that in SPY, it would be you know thirty thousand dollars or something. To, to we do should do here. a
1: whole show on futures. That's fascinating. I've never even looked at it. So that's, uh, yeah,
0: yeah, that'd HD... be interesting. Tasty works has a lot of interesting products and they're adding more all the time, but uh, I did the small 75 and I've kind of learned to stay in it a little longer and not um, jump in and out after, you know, a few bucks of profit, I get excited and I just take profit and, or I'll get really freaked out and, you know, see like, you know, minus $20. So now I'm kind of trying to be a little more even keeled and just stay in the trade a little longer. Um, Obviously I have my mental stops in place. Uh, but, uh, I'm trying, I, I actually stayed in the entire weekend in the, uh, the small exchange 75, which is interesting. So we'll see how it opens tomorrow. These are twenty 24, six futures. They're five days a week. Uh, and they trade during the trading day, uh, I like, think like stocks.
1: This is an awesome example. Cause it just shows how you kind of do these different things to learn, you know, and you can just sort of dip your toe in the water, right? Kind of. Start yeah. To- it out and that's how you started i remember a couple years ago with the options you know right right um, um yeah you, know, you know the time really flies with these shows because i'm now seeing that we're about out of time
0: <laughs> we are we are um, It sure went by fast i hope yeah, uh, hope our I, listeners enjoyed it i hope
1: so i and i just want to put a little plug out there or eight um, of them oh yes yes eight eight, eight <laughs> of them that's right <laughs> thank you I, I love them all thank you that's right um, no, I did want to ask people to join us next time because we're going to talk about something co- that we call the investing trifecta. And that's how we tripled our net worth uh, in a couple of years. So uh, that's kind of that'll be interesting among other topics. And just listening to our um, soothing voices, you know, that has its own <laughs> value. True. I would sure say does. sure does. Right. Especially yeah, your... put your right to sleep, put your right to sleep. So if you're having a hard time sleeping, turn on our show <laughs> put um, it on repeat. Yeah yeah exactly. so you know can can I can I uh, lead us out with a quote that I read this week that I thought was kind of cool?
0: Yeah, been, please.
1: okay, I've been reading a lot of like stoic philosophy type stuff, and the basic concept there is during times of like pandemics and other crazy things in life to try to not be ruled by your emotions, but try to kind of take things one step at a time, take a step back, right kind of like help you manage hard times and uh, this one i I came across this week I thought was kind of cool, but it said, you must stop blaming. You must control your desire and you must no longer feel anger, resentment, envy or regret. So I think if we can get less anger and less resentment and less envy and less regret in the world, I think it'll be a better place for all of us.
0: I think so. That's uh, that's beautiful, man.
1: So, Hey, it's always nice talking with you, Jerry. You too. Hey, we'll talk soon.
0: OK, bye bye. <laughs> Thanks.